With the NBA Finals around the corner, you can bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get a no-sweat bet up to $1,500 if your first bet doesn't hit. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. One no-sweat bet per new customer. Issued as one bonus. Bonus bet based on amount of initial losing bet. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Well, hello there, everybody, and welcome to a brand new edition of On to the Next One as we discuss the what's next for some of the notable names coming out of Saturday's UFC Vegas 35 event. I am Mike Heck. Thank you for checking out the show this week. Big thank you to Stephen Morocco for sitting in the co-host chair. Last week in my absence, so much has happened in the last nine or ten days. It is craziness, but this is the first show being recorded in the brand new Command Center 3.0. And joining me for this historic moment is the co-host, the co-matchmaker, the Prince of Positivity. He's not he's our best friend, all of us, collectively, all of our best friends. Alexander Kaylee. AK, wonderful job running the show last week. Oh. I listened in the U-Haul. Thank you for that. How are you? <laughs> I'm great. I'm so great, especially now that you're back, Mike. I'm so happy. That yes, Mike, I do consider all of our listeners and viewers and readers to be my best friend, but I really only have one true best friend, and so for you to be back is just just wonderful. Uh, uh, yes, and but I'm glad you mentioned Stephen. Uh, big, 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 oops, big, big, big thanks to uh, Stephen Morocco for filling in. He did an excellent job on uh, on to the next one last week. He was a little bit merciless. I think uh, I don't know. You can be pretty tough. I will say. Usually we do need someone to play the bad cop, and uh, he filled that role well at times. Mike, I th- I'm, I'm sure you were very proud. Uh, and he also he also recorded a, a kicking intro, which hopefully we'll use for uh, for something else again in the future. But uh, yes, that was uh, that was last week. Mike, this is this week, and I think people are dying to hear and to to feel that magical matchmaking touch again. Yes, it has been a minute since I've talked about MMA. We I did do between the links from my old kitchen on Thursday or Wednesday. Recorded that a day early with Jed and and Spencer Kite, so that was a lot of fun. But now. 
back in the comfy chair, ready to do this. Let us start with the big winner from UFC Vegas 35 on Saturday. Let us begin with Giga Chikadze because that was an amazing performance in the main event against Edson Barboza. He puts on a clinic, gets the stoppage in the third round. He calls out Max Holloway. And you know what, AK? I haven't match made in a while, but let me just say this. I throw out the zero chance he gets that fight line a lot on this show. And this might actually be a below zero chance. I dig the gusto, but there's no way this fight happens now. No way. But still, outstanding performance. A step up is certainly next. Where does Giga Chikadze go? Uh, hopefully not into a uh, replacement oppor- uh, uh, reserve say, opportunity for uh, Volkanovski Ortega, UFC 266. I Listen, uh, I know it's going to sound weird. And I harped about this on the post-fight show on Saturday a little bit. Uh, I know it's going to sound weird. But because because we do we do always say fighter that we love when fights have big fights have reserves. So there should be reserves. But I I would I don't think fighters should campaign for it. I don't think it puts you in a good spot unless unless you are guaranteed win and show money. If you are a UFC fighter and you are selected as a reserve, you should be guaranteed your win and show money. That's it. You should be treated like because you have to prepare. You're preparing for a huge fight. Uh, You're taking time out uh, time and again resources out of your your life. Uh, to prepare for that sort of thing. So, uh, yes, good, good. be a company person. Uh, put yourself in position for a teleshot. Of course, it's what you want. But please, fighters, make sure you are getting handsomely compensated if you are being uh, selected as a reserve. Do not just, more than just show money, more than just, I don't know if they even get that. I, w- I would assume they at least get their show money for weighing in. Um, but sorry, that's my little rant on that. Please, guys, don't. Because I saw people also saying Carlos Barza should volunteer to be a reserve for the uh, the Zhang Namajunas rematch. I'm like, come, guys, come on. She should. She, should, she deserves a title shot. Uh, so I'm sorry. I used my time on something else, but uh, Korean Zombie. Korean Zombie. I'll just say uh, I agree with you. I don't know if the Holloway fight happens. Um, uh, it would have been more likely if he hadn't mentioned the reserve thing. <laughs> so I do want to see him fight Zombie. Uh, I was very hung up on a Zombie Barbosa rematch for the longest time. But, hey, I think Chikaze is taking that spot now. So I don't know, Mike. Where'd you go with it? Yeah, I mean, it's two options. It's Cater or it's Zombie. And look, just because I said Giga shouldn't fight one of the top 245ers in the world doesn't mean I wasn't incredibly impressed with what he did on Saturday. He's just not getting that fight when Holloway has so many other options that are much more valuable to him than Giga Chikadze. Like a fight with Giga Chikadze does absolutely nothing for Max Holloway right now. Nothing. Cater, that fight makes sense. Zombie, that fight makes sense. Those two are 1A and 1B. And I know on this program, you don't get half points. You're not supposed to get half points. Uh, But I'll go Zombie versus Jakadze as well as my pick because there seems to be some other irons in the fire for Mr. Cater at the moment. Nothing to report Mm. officially yet, but Zombie Jakadze is super interesting in my eyes. And I feel like if there is a reserve for that title fight, it's zombie, right? Like, it's got to be. I don't think he left Arizona. Right. He right. would be the guy. So, yeah. you know, and if he is ends up being the guy, maybe Giga feels a certain way about it. They could battle it out for uh, who should have been the reserve challenger for the title fight. So, I like it. I think we're both on the same page there. Big, no surprise here, best friend. Such, such a tease on the cater front, Mike. Uh, you, when you come back later this week, it's going to be spicy hot i just i feel like you have some spicy hot business to to bring us but uh it's such a teaser i'm glad you mentioned points by the way we'll get to that later uh, <laughs> mike in your absence i don't know if people knew you were away there's been a lot of point finagling a lot of point campaign and i understand ought no points are the hottest uh you know uh, uh non-fungible 
uh, token on the market right now. If I don't even think I use that right, but <laughs> so I get it. People want them. Uh, people want to put their kids through college. I understand with no points. So uh, I'll explain. There's there's some people ask. They're asking for points now. So okay. Yeah, I heard. I heard. Uh, I heard last week's episode. It was, you know, Stephen was kind of thrown into the fire about the auto oh. points and yeah. how important those things are. But we talked about Giga Chikaze. Let's talk about Edson Barboza because this is a big opportunity for him. He ran into a buzzsaw, and now he has to take a step back and load a division. But step back in ranking, not in competition, because there are some heavy hitters on the way up in the featherweight division. Probably the most underrated division in the UFC right now. I'm going with Mavzar Evloyev, AK. This guy is on a tear. He's 15-0 overall. He's 5-0 of the UFC. He's coming off a nice win over Hakeem Dewadu. That's a fine fight right there. I think that makes perfect sense. Keeps Barboza in a top 15 fight, but he's got to fight a super dangerous guy. So what do you think? I hadn't thought. I hadn't thought. Of it. And I can tell you, I don't think any of the listeners suggested that. I was surprised because there were a lot of suggestions for Barboza. I don't know if I saw Evloev in there. If, if listeners, if you had that, then please correct me if I missed it. But that's a great matchup. 15 and 0. 3, 4 and 0. No, what is it now? 5 and 0. 5 and 0 in the UFC. That is a great fight. That's a great. And I love it because it's not like, I don't read that as like a, uh, oh, we're just queuing up uh, Barbosa to, to elevate Evloev necessarily. Because I think Barbosa could win that fight. I think Evloev is, a younger, Evloev is a younger fighter. We don't know if he's you know a top 15, top 20 guy yet. Like that's really good. You ha- you didn't miss a beat. You didn't miss a beat in your time away. <laughs> I I was a little less creative. I just said rebook the um, Sadiq Yusuf fight, which was supposed to happen last sometime last year. I think uh, I think it's a fight that people a lot of people still want to see. Great striking matchup. It's a little bit. I think it's a little bit closer. I guess I would have Evloyev above Yusuf in the rankings. I'll take a look at that. But um, they're around the same range. And I think uh, uh, Yusuf's also also I'm matching. You know, uh, guys coming off losses. So Yusuf coming off a loss to Evloyev and uh, Roderick, um, Barbosa coming off of Saturday's loss. So uh, yeah, one of these guys gets back in the winners bracket. But I mean, I think Evloyev. I hadn't thought about it, but I like that a lot. Yeah, it's. I feel like Barbosa becomes sort of the Tisha Torres of this division, and it, let's, mm. it's not litmus test. We're we're a step above litmus test, but if you beat Edson Barbosa, you are a legit title contender at 145. So it's sink or swim time when you fight Edson Barbosa. So I like that idea. I think it's a good fight. I like your idea as well. We'll move ahead, but I I do just want to throw this out there, and this, with all due respect to the to the fine athletes who competed on Saturday, and we congratulate them on their victories. We will not be matchmaking for the tough fights in the winners. Uh, Ricky Tercios, Brian Battle, Andre Petrosky. Congratulations on your great performances and fine fights. It's just way too wide open. It can literally yes. be anybody. And they will all likely face fighters who are not even in the UFC yet. They'll yep. probably come off the Contender Series. They're going to build, oh, yeah, oh, here we go, Ultimate Fighter versus Contender Series. They'll probably do one full card of these kinds of fights. So we will clap for, clap for these fighters. We will congratulate them on a job Absolutely. well done. And uh, that's it. We're going to move on to... And, and Mike, well, Mike, we all, I just want to say, we all know I love the Ultimate Fighter. <laughs> no. I don't know if you saw. I was very, I was doing a very, almost a silent Twitter protest using the hashtag... Tough 29 finale, not hashtag UFC Vegas 35 on Saturday night. This should have been called the Ultimate Fighter 29 finale. I'm upset that they didn't uh, call it that and throw in maybe one or two more cast members from the show. But I understand, uh, again, we're living in pandemic times. Everything's kind of wacky and upside down. But that's the Ultimate Fighter 29 finale. Let's, let's, give, this, let's give this show some respect. I know. Why didn't they just do that? Especially with the, with like the latest poster job. Like, why wouldn't you just call it the tough finale at that point? You have the whole freaking cast on the bottom of the poster. 
makes no sense. No sense at all. I'm with you, AK. But let us move on to Daniel Rodriguez, who picked up a, another big win. He did so on short notice against the returning Kevin Lee. AK, this guy is six and one in the UFC. So good. And you can argue that he's seven and zero in the UFC, and he's done this all since February of 2020. So this has all happened in 18 months. This is an insane pacing. This is probably better than what we saw from Kevin Holland. He's fighting like every two months. It's insane. And he might be the most underrated fighter in the welterweight division right now. What do we do with D-Rod after another big win, this time over a former interim title challenger in Kevin Lee? This guy should be talked about like we talk about Hamzat. I, I understand he doesn't have the explosive... He has finishes. I guess no, no big signature finish. Why is he not like it's? I, I I I am so frustrated with the UFC that they cannot find a way to market a guy like Daniel Rodriguez. It just angers me. Um, I have a feeling we landed on the same name here. Like I could be wrong, but I, I went with Santiago Ponzinibbio. Uh, I, I I'm I was determined. There's a lot of ways they can go with him. Um, of course, the welterweight division just so many tough opponents. But I really want to give him someone who I think is in the top fifteen. Uh, not quite in the top 15 of our rankings, but I believe still in the top 15 of the UFC rankings. And I would certainly say ranked above D-Rod right now. So, yeah, I'm going with Ponzinibbio. Good style matchup. Great, great veteran fighter. I think it helps Ponzinibbio, too. Again, there's one of those wins that would uh, remind people why he was viewed as a top 10 guy, uh, potential title contender, if he could string together the right wins. And I think Rodriguez could be one of those wins and vice versa if uh, Rodriguez beats him the UFC can continue to not market him, but at least he might have a number next to his name. <laughs> yeah, I, I went with the exact same formula that you went with. I just landed on a different name because hmm. I, I will assume D-Rod will be ranked come Tuesday. But I think the most logical step in all this, just do the Sean Brady fight. Yeah. Brady's 13, I believe. Rodriguez will probably get the number 15 spot. I know Lawler's there right now, but you don't need to rank him. He's fighting Nick Diaz. That rankings don't matter at this point. Brady looks to be cleared. I, I think he's going to be clear in like a couple weeks maybe. So, yeah, give give D-Rod like a little bit of time. Give him a month or two to rest and train and improve. And their dog's excited about that pick as well. Uh, so, yeah, D-Rod versus Sean Brady. There you go, Shiloh. Get excited. He, he, he literally took Brady's spot against against Kevin Lee. This was supposed to be uh, a twice booked. We were, I think we all want, I think we all thought Kev, uh, Sean Brady was like the perfect matchup for uh kevin lee uh in this and you know this move back up to 170 but uh it's it just it's just not meant to be i think that ship has sailed so yeah i guess brady now gets uh gets the guy who beat lee i think it makes sense we're this close to crowning an nba champ and with the action heating up on the court it's even hotter at DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nba download the DraftKings sportsbook app now and use code vox mma that's code VOXMMA for new customers to get a no-sweat bet, up to 1500 bucks if your first bet doesn't hit. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. One no-sweat bet per new customer. Issued as one bonus bet based on amount of initial losing bet. Bonus bets expire. 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. 
Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. How about friend of the site, Gerald Mearshart, a.k.a. Survives the storm that is Mahmoud Muradov. Maybe the most popular Otno pick for matchmaking amongst our listeners over the last several months. Mm-hmm. Gerald Mearshart goes through and survives the early storm, picks up the submission in the second round. Huge win for GM3, who was the biggest underdog on the card Saturday at plus 440. And guess who would have cashed in if he played the ponies? This guy right here. I picked <laughs> Mearshart. I picked him by submission. Uh, I was off by a few minutes because I picked him in the third round. But still, outstanding performance for Gerald. I like the Brad Tavares fight, AK. Both guys are wily vets. Both guys are on winning streaks. I think this is the first winning streak for Mearshart in like three years. He's got something cooking right now. That's a big win. That is not an easy guy to beat. Not only beat, but finish like that. I like the I like the Tavares fight a lot. I think both guys are heading in the in the right direction. Let's just see who makes that next step forward. What do you think? You know, you know who's got something cooking, Mike. You, because that's another one. I don't think I I didn't think of it, and I don't think the listeners did either. You are, sir. Again, if we were under categories rules, you'd be <laughs> racking up points here like crazy. Because I think. Again, and listeners, if I'm wrong, uh, maybe they're in your DMs, Mike. I didn't see the t- Tavares suggestions. That's an excellent suggestion. Similar experience levels for the two guys. Uh, I'm sure has more fights than like anybody at middleweight. But, I mean, in the UFC, Tavares has more experience. So that works out. I do have Tavares ranked above him. So it's a nice little kind of reward uh, to Mearshart for taking such a tough fight, beating such a tough opponent, stopping a 14-fight win streak. Uh, what a performance. Um, so, yeah, obviously, like I said, I didn't think of it. I went a different direction. I like him and uh, Drikus Duplessis. I think uh, Duplessis still hasn't even shown like his best. I think uh, everyone knows he has the potential to be a, uh, a top 10 guy. But like he's a great grappler. And he really hasn't even had the chance to show that. Um, but he can scrap too, obviously, as he, as, as, uh, he has. He, you know, he's been finishing guys with strikes. So kind of similar to Gerald Mearshart in that way. So I love the uh, Duplessis matchup. But uh, either way, man, that Mearshart stock—it doesn't—it never drops too far. He always finds a way to to stay to stay in the mix, and uh, and I'm glad we're talking about it as a winner. Um, with respect to uh, Muradov, who I expect to bounce back just fine in uh, whatever matchup they give him next. Oh, I was muted because of the damn dog. Um, <laughs> what's so impressive about Jeremy Mearshart right now is less than a year ago, ten months ago, this guy got folded in the biggest moment of his career by Hamzat Shamayev in like a matter of seconds. And he's bounced back with two wins in a row like this. Like mm-hmm. that, that it's just wily veteran stock right now. Taking, 
he's taken the UFC record for most submissions. He, I think he took it with the uh, submission over Bartosz Fabinski. I think he broke a tie with, like, uh, I don't know, Damian Meyer or something like that. And uh, and now increased the lead. Now seven. Seven UFC submissions, the most submissions ever. Again, considering... In the middleweight division, many, right? In the middleweight division. Yeah. Considering how many great fighters have fought at 185. Uh, that's a hell of an achievement. And like we said, a lot of people counting about he lost to Shamaya three three out of four uh, losses during that stretch. And people are like, ah, is it over for Gerald? And it's like, guys, this guys like this just find a way to stick around. So you you, you know you love to see that. I, I fifty G's, fifty G's for him. Pay dude. that man his money. Goodness. There's no way we could move on to the wild card spot, AK, without talking about one of the most vicious knockouts of the year. Abdul Razak Al Hassan took just a tree trunk of a leg and put it across the jaw of poor Alessio DiCirico. And I thought Alessio might end up in the second row, man. Like if this is the bigger, if, if they were fighting in the bigger cage, he might've flown across the whole cage, but they were in the smaller cage. So he just kind of landed against the fence and just stopped. But that was some power, man. Like he snaps a three fight skid. Seems like 185, at least for now is a pretty good spot for him. Where does he go after that incredible knockout? That that like that wasn't just sh- like it was the shin clearly, but like it almost somehow his whole lower leg just seemed <laughs> to smack poor Alessio Takirko like right across the, the top of his. It was I don't think I've seen a head kick KO like that. Like it wasn't we've seen head kick KOs normally there's kind of like a snap like a snap to it. This was like something like you said tree trunk, but this is like a tree trunk. It wasn't like getting hit by a tree trunk. It was like a tree trunk falling on someone like falling on their head and him just falling to the mat and just being like yeah that's over. Like there wasn't that loud crack, uh, or I'd have to watch the game, maybe I'm wrong, but there wasn't that, like, again, that snapping motion that we see with head kicks sometimes. This was just this drawn out timber of a head kick. Just scary. 17 seconds, uh, the fastest knockout, fastest head kick knockout in UFC history. Again, these guys are just making history left and right. Um, I, well, I want Joaquin Buckley. He's fighting Antonio Ahoyo on uh, September 18th. If he wins, Antonio Ahoyo could definitely win that fight. This is not a walkover for Buckley, but damn, yeah, we got to see this fight happen. Give, give me Buckley and Al Hassan. Sorry, Ahoyo, could you take a dive or something? Because <laughs> it's it, it's just got to go down. I mean, you can make that win or lose for Buckley, right? This is true. This is true. Yeah, I like that. I thought about that as well. Um, but I have a feeling he might turn around pretty quick. I mean, I don't know. If, I don't know this for sure, but I just have a feeling when you fight, you break a, a losing streak like that. Then you have a 17-second knockout like that. You have all that momentum. I have one word, AK. Fluffy. Fluffy. Can you imagine imagine the absolute insanity that would come from an Al-Hassan, Anthony Hernandez fight? Yeah, sign me up for that one. I'm in. That's scary. So let us head to the wild card round where we select one fighter that we have not match made for yet, and we're going to do it right now. So my best friend, hit me with that. Vegas 35, tough finale, wild card selection. Mike, I am. Uh, listen, I, I am. I, I'm not gonna lie. I am dangling you and the listeners uh, by your leg over a cliff right now. Uh, remember when I said I wouldn't match make for the uh, tough 29 finalists <gasps> winners? Oh my gosh! I lied. Wow! <laughs> drop, drop. <laughs> Will Wilhelm scream? <laughs> A better this reference. I'm not gonna explain it. Uh, anyways, I, I I'll be very quick though. Mike, I could I love the I'm one of the only people who watched the show. I couldn't neglect these guys, even though I was the one who suggested we don't include them in the regular uh, no pick rotation. Obviously, I'm not gonna leave them out to dry. But I, I wasn't super specific. Uh, Brian Battle, I think, um, 
as you said, probably some from the contender series. I, I I'm not gonna I, I haven't looked the uh, upcoming you know roster in depth of contender series, but I I assume there's some middleweights in there. Grab one of those winners. Let's have an Ultimate Fighter versus Contender Series battle, uh, which show truly reigns supreme. So there we go. Uh, Ricky Tercios, though, I did uh, have at least a couple of names. I, I like him maybe facing the Chris Moutinho, uh, Aaron Phillips winner from uh, October 23rd. It's a bit of a wait. Ricky's probably going to want to get back in there soon. But if he does wait to maybe closer to the end of the year or uh, or early next year, uh, obviously I'm looking more at Moutinho. But uh, maybe Aaron Phillips, too. Not to be confused with another Aaron Phillips who was on the Ultimate Fighter 29, by the way. This is uh, the more uh, Aaron Phillips was fought in the UFC before. So uh, that's it. So I, I cheated. I cheated, Mike. I'm a rascal. There's no cheating. That's why it's <laughs> a, that's what the wild card is there for. You know, you can pick whatever you want. Anything. Mm-hmm. You can choose a referee if you want. Referee versus referee <laughs> matchup. And people and people have in our, you know, listener pick. <laughs> Uh, for me, like I, I'm not going to take you on a journey here. I've been on enough of a journey this week. Dustin Jacoby versus Alonzo Menafield, AK. I like the matchup. Spicy. I have a lot. Of, I have a lot of questions about Alonzo Menafield. Like, I think he could be really, really good, but I want to get rid of as many question marks as I can. And I feel like Dustin Jacoby is having a lot of fun in there, and he's really, really good. And he just ran over a guy who has been pretty damn durable throughout his career and he made it look easy that's a hurdle fight so yeah w- winner is a good chance of cracking the top 15 i think that's a perfect wild card matchup i'd like to see what happened between those two guys yeah the listeners were all that's one of the most requested matchups i saw was uh was jacoby versus menafield there's a few suggestions for jacoby but menafield him and menafield by far uh was the one i saw the most and yeah right he looked great on saturday there's just something about those guys who have those veterans who have just been through it and then have a bit of a chance to focus on their specialty, you know, he fought in glory and then come back to MMA and they just really know who they are and they're really able to implement their, like their prime skill in such an effective way. And man, when he's in there with guys who just aren't on his, like with respect to Darren Stewart, just aren't on his level of striking. And that was clear as day, uh, on, on at the ultimate fighter 29 finale. So, um, yeah, great win. And man, just people talking about Justin Jacoby is, it's always fun to see. Do we have any check the tapes or mic checks or what do we got? Do we? Well, there's no mic checks. Just a lot of people saying how they miss you. Obviously. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold uh, on. By the way, before mm-hmm. before we go to that, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure if this is an Alex check or a Steven check, but one of y'all got checked. Mm. Oh. So let me read this. Let me read this message that Please. I got from John George. Uh, he said, "Alex check one two one two." Uh. I, I believe I thought Steve made this pick, but I could be wrong. You can correct me. How is he gonna say don't send in any doo doo picks or we won't read them, but then come out of left field like Manny Ramirez and say that Jared Cannonier should fight Zach Cummings? <laughs> come on, man. Ha ha. There you go. I think that was. This, I thought Steven made that suggestion because of the quick turnaround. Perhaps am I am, am I wrong about that? No, look. He just said that Jared Cannonier needs a step down. Maybe needs a step down. He said, did he say Cannonier Cummings? Somebody said I, I, I thought Steven said that because like there was one like logical matchup, but if he didn't want to wait that long, if he wanted to like turn around quickly, he could fight Zach Cummings. I thought I heard that, and even I was puzzled by that uh, suggestion. But I understood where Steven was coming from. Pretty sure Steven said that. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I, I, I'll just say this: it, it's not a sexy pick. But it does feel like kind of one of those weird eyebrow-raising picks that the UC would make. That's why I think I didn't object to it uh, in, uh, too strongly. Uh, and again, 
let's let's see how this one bears out because I just have this weird feeling that fight will ha- could it really happen, and then we'll all owe Stephen an apology. So I don't want to I don't want to <laughs> I don't want to slam it. I understand the trepidation, John George. Uh, I appreciate the check of of the of myself and the show, uh, but I. Gosh, we could all look really stupid if that fight actually ends up getting made. So I am not going to uh, – I do not consider that pick to be doo-doo, if okay. I'm being honest. There you go. There's the only check I got. All right. Listeners were on point with uh, Frankie Edgar versus Marlon Vera, uh, uh, Rose Namajunas. A lot of people thought that the Rose Namajunas-Zhang Wei Li matchup re- would just happen right away. They were correct. That is happening. And uh, uh, Jermaine Durandamy versus uh, Irina Aldana was also a popular pick. So those are all happening. UFC 268, November 6th. Great-looking card so far. So good job, listeners. Uh, Denny Caps, this is where we get a little contentious, Mike. I went out of my way to message Denny Caps and say he did a great job uh, picking Terrence McKinney and Ferris Zeum, which is going down November 20th. Then he comes back with me like, uh, oh, can I get another point for Nico Price, Alex Oliveira? Uh, and he hedged, Mike. He hedged on this break. He, he said, this is what he said about this. He said, uh, Price Jake Matthews would be interesting, but it would be a fan crime if we never got to see Price versus Alex Oliveira. That is not, sir, that is not you picking Alex Oliveira. We've already had it out in the DM, so I shouldn't publicly shame him. But I just warned him, no hedging. There's no hedging. And this goes out to everybody, by the way. I deleted a lot of uh, picks that were like, oh, this guy or this guy this week. People, you have to make a pick. No hedging. Rules, rule. Okay, you need to be very clear. <laughs> if you throw out a bunch of names and then say, oh, but I'd love to see this. No, you need to make your pick very clear. All right, these points are valuable and rare. They're rare gems. Uh, but back to the pot. But uh, he did again. Great job, McKinney with McKinney and Zium, uh Denny Caps, Lim Perry with uh, Chaz Skelly, Mike Trezano, October 9th, and Tristan Gordet coming nicely with Andrea Lee and Jessica I, November thirteenth. So we got our listeners are just as always, Mike, killing it. Just crashing it. it. Support for this show comes from Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Loom help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. That's why millions of teams around the world, including 75% of the Fortune 500, trust Atlassian Software for everything from space exploration and green energy to delivering pizzas and podcasts. Whether you're a team of two, 200 or 2 million, or whether your team is around the corner or on another continent altogether, Atlassian Software is built to help keep you all on the same page from start to finish. That way, every one of your teams, from engineering and IT to marketing, HR and legal, can stay connected and move together as one towards shared company-wide goals. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Uh, before we get to your picks, the standard disclaimer, Mike, uh, emphasis winners. Guys, usually talk about all about winners, but I know you guys send some great picks for losers sometimes, so we'll read those. Scatter gory. Uh, try to focus on unique picks. Fighters could already be booked. Please, people. Do your research. Uh, you may have just made some other mistake, wrong weight class. They could have fought already recently, and you didn't mention it. If you don't mention it's a rematch, I assume you didn't know. Uh, there could be an injury. It could be someone who's released. This comes up a lot. And also your pick just might be doo-doo, and we don't want to read it. So, guys, please be careful. Pick, pick responsibly. That's right. It is the weekend. 
we are approaching Labor Day here in the United mm-hmm. States, so people might be uh, tipping them back a little bit quicker oh, as boy. summer is getting ready to come to an end. So uh, let's start with Jake Marshall. He said, I know on Otno, you and AK like to prioritize winners, but I feel like Vanessa Demopoulos and Kay Hansen would be, a, would be a good matchup. Both have young UFC careers and are both coming off of L's. Yeah, I like that. That's not a bad idea. I think Kay would be a. I do think I will. I was gonna say I think Kay's a bit above her in my internal rankings, but also I do think that Demopoulos will actually be good at 115. So I didn't think we saw the best of her on on Saturday. Uh, Jaron Kawada said he wants to know how to submit picks for Otno, and you mm-hmm. can you, you can continue with the DMs. We'll we'll give you the full <laughs> disclaimer. Wait, we'll, he just asked and didn't. That was part. I was like, oh, this is a, here's a new name, and then I was like, TBC. oh, you're asking how to submit. So there you TBC. go. TBC. <laughs> Okay, well, we'll tell you how to do that after. Yes, you could do it there. Uh, Brandon Nunez, Jacoby versus Enzachukwu, uh, Gerald Mirshaw versus Puna Hali Soriano, uh, Kevin Lee versus Randy Brown, D Rod versus Ponzinibbio, Battle versus Tristan, uh, Giga versus Zombie. Okay, thank you, sir. Uh, Vegas 35 from Owen Carroll, Sabatini versus Herbert Burns. J.J. Aldridge versus the Casey O'Neill Antonita Shevchenko winner, which, by the way, I should get check the taste for that. I picked that fight. Okay. Casey O'Neill Antonita Shevchenko. I, I, I forgot. I, I knew there's one that. I, I believe you. Uh, he said Jacoby Menafield, Wellington Terman versus Roman Delize, uh, ARH versus Jack Marshman, GM3 versus Duplessis. Uh, he's not happy with the Rose Namayunas Zhang Weili rematch. Called it mm. stupid. Oh, oh my. Uh, what else we got? Language. <laughs> uh, D-Rod versus Sean Brady. Ricky Turkios versus Tony Kelly. Battle versus Gore. Giga versus Zombie. So there you yeah, go. People, re- people really want to see Battle and Gore just get rebooked because Gore was supposed to be the finalist, obviously. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Poppy underscore Bryant. Uh, he said, check the tapes. Call for GDR Aldana. Stick it with GM3 versus uh, Rodolfo Vieira. That's a crazy fight with the grappling pedigrees of both mm. of those guys. Delicious. Uh, let's see. I wanted Barboza versus Allen after Barboza's last fight, but since that didn't happen, let's go Giga versus Arnold Allen. All right. I, I mean, listen, I'm watching that fight all day long. Uh, John Ray pouring out for Carla Sparza. She can't do anything for a title shot. Ridic- it's ridiculous. I know. But it, and by the way, let me just say this: um, Carlos Barza should not even entertain the idea of taking another fight. She should fight the winner. It's so facto. That's it. And if it, it would, and you better be, she better be the big biggest Rose Namajunas fan in the world. Because if Zhang Weili wins, they're going to run it back a third time. Rose isn't the most active fighter on earth. Neither is Zhang. So Carl <sighs> could be waiting another year to fight for the title. So. That's wild. But That's yeah, she wild. should not fight anybody else. Uh, except for the title, uh, he likes John Ray likes Jacoby versus the winner of Jimmy Crute versus Jamal Hill, Terman versus Soriano, Al Hassan versus Buckley, Mirshaw versus the Shabazian, uh, Imavov loser, Kevin Lee versus Mike Perry. I like that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else we got? Barboza versus Yusuf, Chikadze versus Cater. Uh, let's see. This is a different one. Our friend Sneakers Flippers from Italy, our very big fan. Whoa. A very big fan from Italy. Chikadze versus Zombie. Battle versus Michaelitis. Turkios versus Ahabi. Uh, Rodriguez, Ponzinibbio, Petrovsky, Stoltzfus. Mearshart versus Gasolum. I don't mind that fight either. Uh, Aldrich versus Maverick. Al Hassan versus Soriano. 
That's no, no, D- no, Dashirko matchup. Uh, no, D- he he basically was like pour pour out some liquor for uh, my okay. man, yes. my man right. Alessio. Sorry, sorry to bring it up. All right, I will end with that one. Uh, Jack Porter. Uh, let's see, Barboza versus Taporia. I like that idea as yeah. well. Well, yeah. I, uh, again, stay 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 in, in in the Georgia region. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tournament versus Muniz, Jacoby versus Ensachukwu, and I would like to see Highstand get another fight for the UFC against Mana Martinez. Sure. I agree. I, I well, Highstand's also a guy though. I would love like this is where I wish we had. We've talked about this all the time. The UFC did developmental deals. I would love for him to be getting being making some sort of UFC salary, like something that would you know that would keep him um, so he's getting paid more than the average regional fighter, but also let him go back to the regionals and fight that kind of competition because he's super young. He was the youngest guy uh, on the season, and he's super raw. I think this was his like sixth, seventh pro fight, like. I don't know if I want him fighting some of these experienced UFC guys. So, um, yeah, if you can just, like, bring in Contender Series guys or other newcomers to face him, that's great. If you can't, we've re- I really, really – he's one of those guys I wish would would, um, would just go back to the regional scene and just get some wins, build up his confidence. Because he's, he's clearly skilled, and that was a great fight with Ricky Tercios. Yeah. Uh, back to John George. He, he went with the tough guys. Uh, just rebooked. Uh, Brian Battles versus Gore. Yeah, everyone and he likes it. he likes Ricky Tercios versus Adrian Yanez. I saw I saw man. I, the, some of these people went. I, I look. I think Tercios is going to be a uh, uh, like a, a mid level star, like a real fan favorite. Uh, people went nuts with some of these picks though for his like his what will be his second UFC fight. Man, I simmer guys, simmer please. <laughs> uh, Tristan Gore, Tristan Gordet, uh, Mearshart versus Muniz. See who's a better grappler. Uh, Petrosky versus Kizriev. Kizriev has to make his UFC debut at some point. Yeah, I man, saw that's that a, a lot. Tough, yeah, that's a tough fight for Petrosky, man. I saw that a lot, though. I saw a lot of that for Petrosky Kizriev. Yeah. Uh, Tercios versus Draco Rodriguez. Draco's on a two-fight skid. He needs a win in the worst way. Why not have these two fight? They would be a fun mm-hmm. scrap. And then he ended with um, Alhassan versus Soriano. What else do we got here? We got one more that I said I would read out. Patrick Austin. This is not a matchmaking thing, but uh, we will we will take care of business because he's a, a longtime listener of the show. Very well. He said, "Hey man, I don't know if you do if you do this or not, but maybe on one of your shows you could send out some good vibes to Louisiana. I'm from Lake Charles, which is close to the Texas state line, and we haven't completely healed from the hurricanes that hit us last year. In mm. 60 hours, there'll be several people that have lost everything. We need to get all the help we can get. So, Patrick, shooting uh." Shooting those solid vibes, yeah, down Love, into uh, Louisiana. Thoughts, prayers, positive vibes, everything we can send you guys. Thanks for listening, and uh, yeah, hope, hope things get better there. And now we turn it on over to you, my best friend. All right. Well, uh, as I said, I think the most popular so consensus picks here. I think the most popular for uh, Chikadze was Korean Zombie, but I did see a lot of Arnold Allen and a lot of Calvin Cater. So uh, Barbosa Ige rematch was a popular one, Mike. I think that's not unreasonable to run it back. It's not my top choice, but it's about, what, two, three fights back for both guys now. I know it was last year, so it's like not – it still feels really recent, but certainly Barbosa would love to have that one back. Ige, probably not as enthused. I think he'd take it, though. I wouldn't mind it. It does. It's probably like eighth on my list, but if they made it, I'm not mm-hmm. going to complain about yeah. it. Uh, Rodriguez, Ponzinibbio, the top choice for him. Uh, Brady coming in uh, a very close second. Uh Mearshart, 
uh, like I said, Duplessis, a lot of people with me on that one. Duplessis and Muniz, yes, they want to see this grappler's delight. Uh, Al Hassan versus Buckley. A lot of some people mentioned that they knew Buckley was fighting. Some people didn't, but I think obviously they they just want to see that matchup happen. Like you said, win or lose, win or lose, right? Want to just do it. Um, there was also for Al Hassan, Trevin Giles, Fluffy, and uh, Wellington Terman. Uh, Jacoby versus Menafield, Like I said, maybe the most popular pick that I saw this week. Other options for him, Jung and Enzuchuku. And then uh, a lot of people saying just rebook Aldridge versus Tracy Cortez, one of my favorite picks. Um, it makes a lot of sense. Cortez uh, was supposed to fight, uh, but was replaced by Demopoulos. And then one really deep cut from the second fight of the night. I saw this multiple times. Sabatini versus Derek Minner. Apparently this is a thing. People want to see Sabatini and Derek Minner. So I, I, I don't object at all. I think it's a cool matchup. All right. A lot of reader. We had a ton of reader picks last week, Mike. Uh, so we got we got a bunch more this week. Our listeners, readers, listeners are so good. Uh, Tyler Brell through email wants Chikadze says disagrees with us. Says Chikadze versus Holloway, just do it. Battle versus Trevin Giles, Tercios versus John Castaneda. That's not unreasonable. That's a fun uh, fight too. Sure. Daniel Rodriguez versus Shavkat Rachmanov. I don't oh, like that. No, no, Keep no. them away from each other. Keep them away. These are two contenders. Keep them away from each other. Petrosky and Terman and Sabatini, Sean Woodson. Robert Miller coming in with J.G. Aldrich versus Sajara Eubanks. Tough fight for J.J., but it kind of makes sense, I think, where they are relatively in the rankings at 125 right now. Eubanks looks really good, um, dropping back down. Sabatini versus Camilla Kirk. Al Hassan versus Roman Delice. I made a note to read this one for some reason. Robert Miller, what did you say that I found so intriguing? Uh, just said, oh, amazing knockout, he says. But let's not forget that this dude, Al-Hassan, lost to uh, 4-1 Jacob Malkoon not too long ago. And I thought he was going to get cut. So let's get him back on a winning streak. Delete say a solid fighter, but he thinks Al-Hassan can get it done against him. So there you go. Well well thought out, Robert. And uh, uh, as I mentioned before, Denny Capps coming at me with the emails this time. He says Mana Martinez. He wanted him to fight the uh, bantamweight tough winner. So it turned out to be Ricky Tercios. Uh, Terman versus Fluffy. He says, we need, sorry, Stephen Morocco, we need Gerald Mearshart versus Zach Cummings. So if, uh, if Denny Caps gets his way, Zach Cummings may be, uh, may be occupied. And uh, Barbosa versus Cater. So there's, there's another one. Tom Roeder, Al Hassan versus Tom Breeze, and Terman versus Sam Alvey. Uh, I think he's saying, he, he, hear me, I hear him out. He said, Terman versus Sam Alvey. I assume he's saying just instant rematch. This time, <laughs> loser leaves town. And the winner also leaves town. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Roeder, that is not, that's not a nice thing to say. That's, come on now. <laughs> that was a slop fest. That was a 15-minute fight that I think took like, it felt like it took like 45 minutes with the fouls and the, the somewhat glacial pace of the action, um, to put it politely. <laughs> Both guys leave town. <laughs> Well, hey, one last paycheck, all right. Uh, Harris on Instagram just wants to say, he was saying, I should sell a Prince of Positivity mug. That's a good idea. And also, uh, he wants to know, he says, also, we should consider doing a, uh, a, a weekly, uh, monthly rankings show, which uh, I'm just saying, I told him, hey, keep your ears peeled because you could be seeing that much sooner than you think. So thank you, Harrison, for the comment. Uh, and our guy, Trip Harper, your pal from, wh- where was this show again in Massachusetts, Mike? I, I'm never going to remember. It was at the Big E in Springfield, Mass. Springfield Mass, right. Um, he just wants to chime in. He's a pretty good night of fights. He was very, he loved last week's card, by the way. Uh, Giga's a monster. He uh, he doesn't think uh, Mac's going to happen yet, so he's hoping for a year, a year Rodriguez matchup. Daniel Rodriguez against the King of Kung Fu, Muslim Salikov. Um, he said he's very happy for uh, Gerald Mearshart. 
And he just says he deserves a name, doesn't have one. Ian Heinish rematch, I guess. I don't know. Uh, so, because he says it's a perfect matchup. I don't know if he's aware that they how recently they fought. I don't know if I want to see that one. But uh, and also, Mikey just asked about you. And uh, yes, yes, Trip Harper. Mike is clearly back. Uh, Michael Conifray. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna skim through some of these. Uh, Martinez, Mana Martinez versus Randy Costa, which made me like I don't kind of raise my eyebrow, but I keep forgetting Costa only has how many pro fights does Randy Costa have? Like eight, maybe if like that. Eight, right. I keep forgetting because he's been on the roster for a bit now, but it's right. He's you know he's not uh, he's still a young guy, so it's not like the it's not a crazy idea. I don't yeah, mind six it. and two. Aldrich versus Miranda Maverick, which I believe Michael Conifer here said would be like a to get Maverick a win. I don't think that's an easy win for Miranda Maverick at all. People need to stop underestimating JJ Aldrich, including myself, who I always talk about how good she is, and then I always pick against her for no good reason. Uh, Michael said Mearshart versus Brendan Allen. Uh, that's not going to happen. They're training partners, very good friends. <laughs> that's so sorry. I don't like to normally call these out, but I, uh, Michael, I had, to, I had to tell you because he's very enthusiastic. He's like, it'd be a great matchup, great grappling matchup. And I'm sure it is in training. Hopefully, uh, Michael, you can make your way to like Rufus Sport and uh, and watch them spar. I'm sure the sparring is incredible. Yeah, the last the last time Gerald Mearshart was doing the the people's pre fight show with us, he had a Brennan Allen Reebok jacket yes. hanging up behind yeah, him. Right? <laughs> I, I unless uh, they're getting paid a million dollars to fight for a UFC title, I sincerely doubt we see that one happen. So I, I, I agree, cool matchup, but probably happens a lot yeah. in, in practice. Uh, Rodriguez. This, Michael, but Michael redeemed himself with this pick, which is it should happen in a just and fair world. And I know there's zero chance it does. Rodriguez versus Nate Diaz. Oh, man. That's, that's great. Like, I would hope someone would at least propose that to Nate Diaz. I, I, I know he might not, you know, Dan Rodriguez is clearly probably not on his radar. But stylistically, even their personalities kind of, I feel like Rodriguez is cut from the same cloth. It's just he just wants a scrap. He's just like a no nonsense guy. Um, I would hope that fight would at least be considered. I love that suggestion, Michael Conifer. Um Rodriguez versus Nate Diaz. Love it, love it, love it. Yeah, normally I like sh- I cringe when I hear names with Nate Diaz, but I don't right. know, man. Like, I feel like Nate should be calling Daniel Rodriguez and be like, "Dude, come hang out." Like, I feel like those two would get along swimmingly. Oh, at least train together, guys. Please. Yes. Let me put, give us some video of your of this training. Uh, I think that'd be I think that'd be so much fun. And uh, I, he likes Chikaze vs. Holloway, and he said, Jed, with another classic prediction, I don't know if you saw him, like he said, uh, Jed said, he, Jed predicted that Barbosa would destroy uh, Giga. Uh, he says, for real, though, just throw, uh, throw him in there with Max right now. So, <laughs> yes, Jed was on so, BTL so, and fired some venom, said oh, that uh, this goodness. fight would not be close, it would be one-way traffic. Beat, I believe he said he's going to beat the brakes off of Giga Chikaze. But. Why does he do these things? Why does he do these things? <laughs> Uh, Dylan Shoot, uh, one of our boys checking in from Australia, hasn't checked in from a while. Dylan, great to hear from you. Hope everything's going okay. Um, he likes uh, Jacoby versus Jimmy Crute, so shouting out a countryman. And then uh, him and Just Call Me Bob, our, our uh, local Instagram hero, both like uh, the possibility of Chikadze versus Magomed Sharipov. And uh, Just Call Me Bob was called a hashtag gigabit, gigabit, gigabit. Uh, Zabit and uh, Giga, Giga beat. I like. It took me a second to get. It. I'm like Giga beat. What's that? oh Zabit and uh, Giga. So well done. Uh, I also wanted to read what it just uh, just kind of all said. Uh, welcome back, Mr. Shucks. I mean, Mr. Darn. I mean, Mr. Heck. So he said for weeks we got uh, what the heck. Last week though, ought no hardcore. We're asking where the heck. So thank goodness you're back. The long national nightmare is over. Um, and he said, he also just wants to say he doesn't think Yagir is ever winning another UFC fight in his career. Wow. Ouch. 
Well, look, I don't even know if he's going to fight again, so we'll, we'll we'll see that. But I mean, I wouldn't go that far. Matt Bradbury. Uh, what did I really like here? Tercios versus Johnny Munoz, and uh, Petrosky versus Issy Fatikafu. I like that one. I just was just like saying Fatikafu as well. Um, Barbosa versus Yusuf. Thank you, Matt. We're on the same page. And MMA heads coming in with uh, Tercios versus Cameron Else Else Elsie. I think it's. Ooh, that's else. a good one. I think I it's else. I think it's else. Okay. I like that one. Petrosky versus Abu Azaitar. Uh, Gerald Mearshart versus Wellington Terman. Yeah, I don't I think Gerald's a little bit above that. Uh, I don't know how I hadn't thought of this. Dustin Jacoby. Nikita Krilov. Oof. Mm. That's fun, man. I like it. Spicy. Spicy. <laughs> uh, Sabatini versus Shane Young. Mana Martinez. Ayman Zahabi. Let's go to the Twitter machine where, uh, again, people are just locked and loaded. Uh, Michael Pierogini, some great picks here. I love Mana Martinez versus Tony Kelly. I think that's awesome. He wants Aldrich versus the Sabina Mazo Agapova winner. Uh, Mazo already beat Aldrich, but I, I guess an, a rematch would not be out of the question. It was a pretty close fight. And Agapova. Wait a minute. That fight, mm-hmm. when's that fight happening? October 9th. Mazo versus Agapova? Uh, this was news to me. <laughs> wow. This was news to, yeah, this was news to me as well. Wow, that, I, I, I did not hear that because I would have reacted in some way about that matchmaking. <laughs> wow. I don't, know if it's con- I don't know. I don't think we've confirmed it, but it apparently is out there. Uh, it is out there as a report. So All right. I don't think we've confirmed that. Uh, and October 9th is very far away. So, um, But either way, if that fight is happening, yes, that's that's an option. Uh, Al-Hassan versus Duplessis and uh, Kevin Lee. I love this. I think I saw some people suggesting Michelle Pajeda for uh, Daniel Rodriguez, but I actually love this for more for Kevin Lee. Uh, um, Demolador and Kevin Lee. It's a winnable fight for Kevin Lee, but uh, really, what isn't a winnable fight for Kevin Lee? He's such a talented guy and just, you know, I don't know. Maybe, maybe uh, uh, Pajeda would bring out the best in him. But uh, Timmy Olsho also wants to see Rodriguez and Pajeda and uh, Pat Sabatini versus Mowgli Benitez. So I like that one. The UFC report coming in with Rodriguez versus Salikov. And I wanted to read what they had to write about Mearshart and Duplessis. He says, I think we just keep sending hype trains at Gerald <laughs> and seeing which ones he can derail. I think that's fair. Sure. Um, that does seem to be how they treat him, right? Uh, I don't know if they view Gerald Mearshart as a contender. They keep throwing him tough up-and-comers. Jake Salki, I love this matchup. Pat Sabatini, Austin Lingo, that is perfect. Jake Salki, well done. Uh, Mike, I don't know how you feel about this one. Dustin Jacoby, William Knight. Mm-hmm. Too much too soon. Too soon. Too soon for a night. Yeah, I, I, nah. Way too soon. Way too soon. Jacoby could make him look really bad. Or Knight could just, I mean, Knight's just a freak. But yeah. I, I feel like Jacoby just... You know, technically, like just his his kickboxing pedigree and stuff could. Yeah, I mean, I don't. Yeah, I don't like it. I I just think it's too soon. I'm not. I I get it. I get it. But I, I just think it's too soon for William Knight. Like the Daun Jung fight, like it's still in my mind. Mm-hmm. It still creeps in the back of my head. And Jacoby isn't like a huge wrestler, but he. Yeah, you know, if William cracks him, like Jacoby's wrestling is good enough to take him down and hold him down. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm actually, I'm I'm being negative about it, but the more I talk about it, the more I'm kind of talking myself into it slowly. But no, it's intriguing. It's intri- it would be a huge test for William Knight. If, yeah. if he, and if he if he if he beat Jacoby, I think a lot of people would really start believing in him as more than just like someone who looks the part. 
but like someone who's really could be a dangerous guy at at, uh, at two hundred five. Um, I mean, if, if if his not last huge knockout didn't already do that. But um, I mean, you could say the same thing about Menafield too. Like Menafield's had some some rough ones in yep. there, but he's had some good ones too. Yeah. So that, like, I mean, that one makes more sense. I think that makes clearly makes more sense. Yeah, but, but I almost I, would, like, I almost I still kind of want to see Knight and Menafield fight. Like those two. Oh, like sure. that is an eight by ten special right there. Those two guys coming off the bus. I mean, good lord, that's crazy. Steven Brighter with uh, Ultimate Fighter picks. I like this one a lot. Uh, Brian Battle versus Jacob Malkoon. That's an excellent pick. I don't understand this one at all. Ricky Tercios versus Brian Kelleher. Wow. <laughs> Going from I get, look, I understand uh, Tercios was one of the more experienced guys coming into the Ultimate Fighter. It's not like he's a newbie. Um, this was his 13th pro fight. He's 11 and two, so he's experienced. But you're talking about like going from fighting a, a tough castmate to like maybe a top 20 bantamweight. I I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> I don't think Brian Kelleher should want that fight out. That's a very that's an incredibly like medium risk, low reward fight for Brian Kelleher. So I don't know about that. Yeah, I mean, I guess that tells you about how people view ricky right now which is a good thing i mean that's that, great that, that, that's a that's a great performance and great fight and people want to are ready to throw you to the wolves right now and that that's Jeez. that's a good thing that's a good thing uh, i i i guess but i mean but i always say guys sensible matchmaking is what makes stars not throwing guys in these like chaotic situations uh liam Perry, i don't know how you feel about this one mike uh barbosa versus bryce mitchell sure I just don't want Bryce is fighting again, but yeah. Yeah, again. Yeah, he's one of those guys now. He's He was in that Iaquinta range until we suddenly found out on Saturday that Iaquinta is apparently finally fighting Bobby Green, which is a fight that we've, I think we've all wanted to see for a long time. So uh, I don't know how, where that came from. But uh, Chris at Dragon Slayer 2, Al Hassan versus the Marquez uh, Jordan Wright winner. Did I mention the date of that? When is that happening? That is. Why did I not write down the date? I don't know write down the date. I apologize, uh, listeners, that I, I neglected this information. I think that's in November. I could okay. be wrong. Oh, no, it's October 16th. Marquez was supposed 16th. to fight in November, and it got, okay. it's October 16th. I don't mind that. But like you said, Alisson might want to get a quick turnaround, so it uh, could be in the distance. Four Corner Sports NY, uh, Terman versus Eric Anders. Boy, that could be a real slop fest, and I'm kind of into <laughs> it. Uh, he says, just throw Alvi to Petrosky. Gosh, what kind of, that'd be sending a message to Alvi, wouldn't it? Like. Uh-huh. <laughs> That would be, and honestly, it's not even like a fight he would necessarily lose. I shouldn't even say like it's like he'd, he'd be run over or anything, but that's an odd one. Tercios versus uh, versus uh, Smolka. Again, they're just people just want to see him fight veterans. So sure. Uh, how do you feel about Barbosa versus Dawadu? I'd be fine with that. Yeah, I like it. I like it. <laughs> I, I really, I swear I did not put these in this order because Hayes Bethard, Hayes Bethard, excuse me. Uh, just said Tercios versus Thomas Almeida. I don't dislike that one. I, I mean, Almeida's on a skid, so a it's not skid. like he can. It's not like he can pick his opponents or anything. But is there not an experience gap? Am I crazy here? Oh gosh. Uh, Mirshart versus the Jocko Serkinov winner on October second. Uh, Misha Serkinov dropping down to one eighty five. We'll see how that goes. He, he's he's gonna if he can make that cut, he's gonna look effing. Sh- well, he looks shredded at two hundred five. At one eighty five. He might look like The Rock. I mean, I, I don't even know. It's going to be crazy. Um, Jacoby. Oh, I love this. I love this from uh, from Hayes III. Uh, Jacoby versus uh, Kutalaba run it back. He says, regardless of what happens in Kutalaba's fight with Devin Clark, they should rematch. Uh, he should rematch Jacoby. It was a clear draw and a crazy fight. 
And he says, I feel like Jacoby earned the rematch after uh, taking the fight on such short notice. And also another addition to, to my his cause, apparently, and this is Hayes Bathur's ongoing cause, is hashtag all draws should be run back. Wow. It should be automatic one more round or just like I mean, that would be better, right? That's a way to do it. Just like... If it's a, especially if it's like a majority or a split draw or something, just do one more round. I mean, what's sudden the difference? Sudden victory. Sudden victory. Yeah, su- right? sudden victory. In in, in, in the theme of tough, like why don't just do the other round? Like I mean, so what? You're just put in the contract. Like it's not like you're paying more money. Like it's the plus it's the UFC. So let's be honest, they're not going to give you more money. But I mean, <laughs> come on, like five more minutes. Like that that would, that would be really cool. That that would make people just so much happier. Why not? Uh, the UFC just needs to be more creative with things in general. Again, we harp on this all the time. Uh, Thomas Collins with a great suggestion. We've all been saying like, oh, Chikaze, don't take the reserve for the UFC 26 fight. Why not? Just, why sh- should he maybe not just get the loser of Volkanovski Ortega? Mm-hmm. I listen, like it. But, this listen. Thomas Collins suggestion. I like it. I, the, the, it was a great win. Okay, it was a great win. And if Barboza had done the same thing to, to, to Giga, it would have been a great win. But my answer would have been the same for both guys. Like, we're going from nine, the 9-10 range, and we are all pretty much in agreement that whoever won that fight was getting, getting a top five guy. Like, that's, that, that's a pretty darn good prize. Like, top five, especially Chikadze, who was, he's only been there for a couple cups of coffee at this point. He's already, like, in line to fight top five guys. Like, fight the top five guy. That's that's a pretty damn good opportunity, and then you get those fights. But like this rushing to to get to title contention or the Holloway fights or fighting the loser of the title fight. Like if it happens, cool. I'm gonna watch, and it's a great moment for them. But I feel like there's just other options, and I think people forget just how deep 145 actually is right now. There's so many fights that Chikadze's probably not even favored in right now. Like I wouldn't favor him against Zombie. Cater, I think the line would be pretty close, but I'd still probably favor Cater in that fight. Like, he's not a favorite against any of these guys. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's tough because there is, like you said, it's such a deep division. There is this tier of undefeated up-and-comers, Bryce, uh, undefeated in the UFC, I should say, Bryce Mitchell, Arnold Allen, Giga, that are just kind of, that are dangerous opponents for guys in the top 10, um, but need to have some way to move up aside from matching them up with each other. And I know a lot of people said they like to see Giga and, and uh, Arnold Allen, but I almost wish there was a way that all three guys, uh, them and Mitchell, could continue to kind of win fights and move up alongside each other until until you have no choice but to match them up. Maybe they've reached that point already. I don't know. I don't think so, but um, that's that's probably why I'm in favor of, like, and just and he gets the loser of uh, Volkanovski. It would be nice if he was perfect scenario. He's picked as a reserve. He's paid win money and show money, and Dana White is kind of kind of, and, and and the UFC kind of suggests that he does get the loser of that fight. That's it. That's the conditions under which Chikadze should should sign on, because as we all know, uh, guys like Igor Chikadze and UFC fighters have so much leverage when it comes to negotiating. Yeah, uh, with the UFC. Well, I feel like Zombie's uh, ahead Barry of him in that regard, anyway. So yeah, he should. You're right. He should be. He should. Be. Barry O'Reilly. I, I like some of these picks. JJ Aldrich versus Melissa Gatto. Uh, Wellington Terman versus Adolfo Vieira. Uh, uh, he made some good points. Okay, Rodriguez versus Bilal Muhammad. Uh, he said he'd love to see him fight Shavkat or Sean Brady, but Walter Wade's needs some fresh challenges. So instead of pitting two uh, those guys against each other, he said, "Give me 
Daniel Rodriguez, Bilal, Muhammad. Yeah, and I, th- I think Bilal would uh, would like that fight as well. And for uh, he's a Ricky Tercios, Randy Costa. He says Tercios has more fights, but Costa looks like a real prospect. So a good challenge to see where Tercios is at this stage. I I don't hate it. I don't hate it. That's 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 fine. He has a question about. Um, he wanted to ask us a question. This fight's not for a bit, I think. Uh, Timor Valley has next fight. I believe it's October uh, 16th, if I'm not mistaken. Um, either way, so it's in October. But he wants to know if we know anything about his opponent, Daniel Santos. Uh, Mike, I don't know. But you, I assume you haven't started doing your research for this card, which is six weeks away. But um, are you familiar with Daniel Santos at all, who's fighting Timor? Um, I mean, it was it was some interesting matchmaking, to say the least. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know a lot about him um, outside of just like tearing up sort of the Brazilian scene. Uh, I know he's fought for Brave, um, ACA, yep. ACB, probably mm-hmm. ACC at some point. I don't know. <laughs> um, but, I mean, he seems like a good little prospect. He hasn't fought in a long time. It's been yeah, almost two yeah, years since he fought. So. I- I assume he's been affected by, you know, the pandemic, travel restrictions. Yeah, I, I had to – the name sounded familiar, so I had to look back. Uh, Jed and I had highlighted him a bit a couple of times in Miss Fist. He had a great fight at ACB 80 with uh, Dukvaka Astamirov. Um, you guys can find that fight. That is free on fight, uh, fight.tv. You guys can look that up, uh, fite.tv, uh, and look for ACB 80. The fight is on there. I can't find – I don't think anyone has just the fight isolated, but it's a really, really great three-round fight. Um, he was only 22 years old at the time, so this is some years back. He's 26 now, and he had a great, uh, uh, highly real knockout against Henrique Fantini, which I don't know if the clip exists anywhere. Um, and the other thing is his nickname is Willy Cat, which I'm told uh, I was told by Guillerme is a Thundercats reference. Were you a Thundercats guy? Uh, kind of, kind of. That one went right over my head. I guess this is a big <laughs> deal in Brazil, but. So uh, there you go. So he does have a reputation uh, uh, as, as being a, a, an intriguing prospect at 135. Just another killer at 135 division, uh, Barry O'Reilly. That, that's, our, that's our assessment of it. Uh, just three more to go here. Marcus McGahee coming in with what he called the – on to the next one, Giga edition. Uh, Martinez versus – Mana Martinez, Johnny Munoz. Terman versus Roman Delice. Al-Hassan versus Abu Azaitar. And uh, he had something to say. He's like us. He said – it's hard to match up with the tough winners. Ideally, it's it's uh, have them face any other sort of tough alumni that they like they said he round or uh, season five contract winners. So so I, I agree with that. But he threw out some names. He just said Petrosky, Dustin Stoltfus, Tercios, uh, Jesse Strader, and Battle and Fatigo Fu. So I'm just glad people are acknowledging that tough twenty nine happened, like <laughs> yeah. and putting an effort into thinking about it. Chris Styles. Says Rodriguez versus Neil Magny. Sure. Yeah. The pace in that fight would be nuts. It would be, and Magny, gosh, he'll fight anybody. It's like he'll just he'll fight. And he'll fight, and he, and he could win that fight too. Uh, and he just wants Tercios versus Moutinho. He said, "I know he's booked against Aaron Phillips. I don't care." <laughs> and uh, uh, laughing, crying emoji. So I agree. That's when I when I suggested the Moutinho Phillips winner, I, I was leaning towards Moutinho, but uh, I have to respect the process. Let's close out with Nate Andrews. Mike, who comes in hot with some great picks and some great comments. Uh, let me just make sure I got his message here. There we go. Uh, Nate Andrews says Chikadze versus Oh Yair, Barbosa versus Tuporia. I know I saw a few people mention that as as your your listeners did again. Keep it keep it in Georgia. I like this. I saw. I think I saw someone else mention this as well. But uh, Lee versus Randy Brown 
which is the fight he should have taken all along, which I agree. That That's probably a way more sensible 170-pound test for, for Kevin Lee. Um, so hopefully they give him another shot and that happens. Uh, oh, Mearshart versus Mar- Marquez, uh, right winner. There we go. Uh, Al-Hassan versus Lungyambula Berrio winner, September 4th. <laughs> Alvi versus full hammy Cesar Fajera in uh, the 2022 PFL season. I think they fought. Am I Am I crazy? I don't know. Like they, I mean, Alvi's fought everybody at oh, this point. Gosh. Back in the day, February 2015, uh, he beat Cesar Fajeda first round knockout. This was a lifetime ago. In a card that was headlined by Frank Mir and Antonio Bigfoot Silva. So that's wow. how long ago that was, yes. <laughs> and then uh, I'll close with this comment. So he says he wants to see Sabatini versus an interview with me. He says an interview with you, a.k.a. the Prince of Positivity, so you can actually appreciate his work. I guess because it was such a brutal, ugly submission, he didn't really get to celebrate. Uh, he says, it's not his fault that Embers made a mistake. He was fucking Tank Abbott <laughs> and went for a toehold in 2021 while heel deep in the tightest submission in the sport. Please, AK, I know the man's guilty uh, because he hamburgered a dude's knee on national TV. Uh, but interview him and help him see how great of a job he did. You're the only person in the industry built for this. Hashtag built different. Uh, you know, uh, thank you, Dane Andrews, for the compliment. I can think of at least one other man who's built to do an interview like that. And it's the man I'm, t- I'm looking at and talking to right now, Mike Heck. I think you did such a great job. Of course. I think I, I you're a very positive. You might not be the prince of positivity. I think <laughs> you'd be a, a fairly pos- positive man. And I think you would uh, you would do a great interview with Pat Sabatini. And uh, and I don't think you're making him feel guilty at all. I think you would, you would really alleviate a lot of his his stress. Yes. Well, I mean, what, what, what is the guilt from? Come on now. I mean, it's not, it's, it's, it's never, a fight. It's a fight. You, you signed the fight. dotted line, you know, you signed, you put pen to paper, things like this can happen. It's just yeah, the that, way that it is. Thoughts and prayers to Jamal Emers, who apparently he said his knee was fine, I believe on, on social media. He doing an Instagram story or tweet or something like that saying like, doesn't appear to be any damage. We'll see, you know, we'll get the medicals later this week, of course, but uh, fingers crossed that, uh, that Jamal's right. And that, uh, you know, just a lot of pain, but no tear, nothing broken, and uh, he can get back in there. Because it's been a tough, man, it's been tough for him. The back spasms in his last fight. What a fight, weird career February, he's had. And now suffering a brutal, just a brutal leg lock. Um, and he's a good fighter. Too. He's, Dude, I he's thought a, he I beat really think he's Giga. I thought he beat Giga in he's that good. debut. I thought he beat Chikadze. What a different story we'd be telling right now. I'll say, I'll, I'm going to throw out a wild prediction. I think in 2022, if he is healthy, I think we'll see Jamal bounce back in a big way. Yeah. And we'll look back on this kind of weird last, like, uh, it's you know 16 months of his career. I was like, whatever. It's like he's good, man. MMA happened to him, you know. <laughs> uh, that's it, though, guys. Uh, so th- uh, thanks, of course, everyone who sends uh, sends in uh, picks and everything. Please uh, DM me on all your picks. Uh, this is this is instructions now. The instruction time for the person who asked you, Mike. <laughs> uh, D- you can uh, DM me at Alexander K Lee on Twitter, at Alexander K K Lee on Instagram, and Alex Lee at SBNation.com if you want to send through email, Mike. Uh, M underscore heck JR on Instagram, Mike heck underscore JR on Twitter. Uh, Jared Kawada, who actually asked for the instructions, sent some picks in. I think the there one that go. we didn't Please. mention was Pat Sabatini versus Bruce Leroy, Alex Caceres. So hey. there you go. Uh, the rest we've, we've talked about many times. So thank you, Jaren. He figured uh, it out. It's good to be back, everybody. It's good to be back. And we'll be back again next week to get you ready for, or not get you ready, but discuss the fallout of UFC Vegas 36. Back to the apex. And at a time that I just think is just wonderful. 1 p.m. Eastern prelims kickoff. 4 p.m. Eastern main card. 
Because this is an ABC card, if memory serves it correctly. It's an ABC card, and they wanna they want it to be on in prime time in London, maybe. Why? Because perhaps one half of the main event and several. If you, Derek Brunson versus Darren Till, the main event for that card. That's a very interesting fight, and Darren Till, win or lose, will probably fight for the title next because that's just how his career has gone. Uh, Tom Aspinall, I believe. Uh, is fighting Sergey Spivak now. I haven't been able to confirm that, but there are reports out there. Uh, I think to, they did. I think. Did they not on the broadcast? They, maybe not. I'm not seeing. Let me double check that. Keep going, Mike. Let me double check that. I thought it was. Yes, because he was supposed to fight uh, Sergey Pavlovich and probably visa issues. Stop that from happening. Khalil Roundtree versus Medesis Bukoskis. That's going to be a crazy fight. We're going to see the UFC debut of Patty Pimblett. Against Luigi Vendramini. What a wild road it was to get to that fight with the correct journalism from guys like Marcel, guys like Guillermo Cruz. Pimble was not yes. going to be the guy. Now he is the guy after all. Uh, a late addition to this card, David Sawada versus Alex Morono. That's going down. Uh, Gian like Kim versus Molly McCann is fun. Dolce Lungjambula versus Mark Andre Berrio. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll see the UFC debut of Mandy Bohm. She's going to fight Ariane Lipsky. Jonathan oh. Martinez versus Marcelo Rojo. That fight's going to be nuts. Charles Jordan no longer fighting Lerone Murphy. He will now fight Julian Arosa, which will also be a crazy fight. And uh, Jack Shore will take on Ludwig uh, Sholinian. Sholinian from, Shulinian. of course, as everyone knows, Tough 29. That's right. So there you yeah, go. I, I, didn't, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Mike. I know you were just about to say that. Uh, that Ludwig Shalinian from Tough Twenty. I, I apologize for interrupting you. I know yes. you're just. A, I, just I know. A I know Ludwig very well because he mm-hmm. beat. Um, he handed Mitch Raposo his first loss. Is that? Didn't he beat Mitch? On the show, he beat Mitch in the opening in the first round, didn't he? Yes, that was the first time Mitch had lost a fight. No, I'm suddenly zone. the one who can't remember. Yes, uh, that's right. Yeah, Mitch did lose on the show. Uh, I think the very was it first episode, second episode. Um, I think it was episode two. Yeah, because Mitch two. is the first pick overall. He was, he was. Uh, but as we said, wait. Till he, he's he'll he'll he he'll show out at flyweight. He really needs. He'll, he's really going to be at 125, right? Mitch, probably, yeah. Uh, and by the way, yes, uh, it was announced, I believe, on Saturday night. Uh, I do see on the official social, the official uh, UFC accounts that uh, Tom Aspinall versus Sergey Spivak is going down. Okay, so this is a this is a fun little card, and it's going down in the afternoon, which means the post fight show is going to go on at like 8 p.m. Eastern. That's tremendous news. Uh, for everybody involved. So that's going on next week. But that will wrap up this week. A lot, of, and We're not even done with the Combat Sports Weekend. So as you hear this, I mean, it may be a little bit too late, but as you hear this as it drops, later on tonight, Jake Paul versus Tyron Woodley's going down. It is <laughs> happening. This whole thing is happening. The circus yeah. coming to Cleveland. And I'm very intrigued. I'm very excited for this fight, AK. Super so anyone, excited. Anyone listening to this on Monday, you'll already have been blessed by this, uh, <laughs> by whatever it is that's going to happen uh, on Sunday evening. Uh, but anyone listening now, yeah, hey, look, don't forget, it's probably probably happening in a few hours by the time you uh, this 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 finds your eardrums. And uh, I don't know, this fight could be could be nothing, or the world could be a very very different place uh, come Monday morning. Like, yes. Um, last thing before we say our goodbyes, AK, you are the prince of positivity after all, and I want to see if you can find some positive in this. Uh, because you tweeted something out, and I want to—I'm curious as to why uh, the number one trending film on Netflix yeah. right now in Canada is a film called *He's All That*. That's yep. a thing. Yeah, I actually learned about this 
like last week. I don't know. I, maybe someone else must have put this in my feed somehow. Uh, and I thought it was like a joke. I thought it was like, uh, of, of course, it is a remake of the uh, the teen com the early two thousand late nineties late nineties uh, teen comedy, very popular teen comedy. She's all that, starring uh, Freddie Prince Jr. and Rachel Lee Cook. And I just learned about this like last week, and I I didn't know it was on Netflix. I thought it was like okay, this is some. I don't know Apple Plus or direct to video thing. I don't know why this is some people are suddenly talking about this. I didn't know it was apparently this big Netflix release, and it's apparently a big deal in Canada because yes, as I open up my Netflix, this is the first thing that they show you. They really want people to tune in. It's called He's All That. I, I didn't want. There's a trailer which has a remix of Sixpence None the Richer's Kiss Me. I'm not gonna watch the trailer. I'm not gonna watch the movie. I say that and probably somehow I'll end up doing it. Uh, probably some friends will want to watch on a lark or something. Uh, I I apologize on behalf of Canada. Um, we're better than this. We're better than this. <laughs> uh, so, so deal with that. Let that soak in for a little while as you prepare for Jake Paul versus Tyra Woodley. And that, that that's, a, that's a lesson we could all learn. Because even if you don't like this, just think, just remember, it could always be worse. Hashtag tease all that. So that'll do. Do not have, do not have that. <laughs> so, so until next week, when we talk about UFC Vegas 36 and what happened then. I am Mike Heck. That is AK. And always remember, don't take things too seriously. MMA is supposed to be fun. Well, more fun right here next week. On on to the next one. The podcast. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. With the NBA Finals around the corner, you can bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get a no-sweat bet up to $1,500 if your first bet doesn't hit. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. One no-sweat bet per new customer. Issued as one bonus. Bonus bet based on amount of initial losing bet. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Support for this show comes from HubSpot. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Doing business has never felt harder. But you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You just need HubSpot. Because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this. High-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle. It's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.